Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Dream Team Tapes Season 2, Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team, is a production of Diversion Podcasts in association with iHeartRadio. The players selected for the honor of representing the United States in the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games are Kobe Bryant. I've been looking forward to this for a while, you know, to be in this position now to be able to you know, represent our country, man. It's special, it's special. LeBron James. We look for the opportunity of rekindling that flame of being the best in the world. I guess the Redeem team is, is, is right. We the best team in the world. We the best team in the world. We put basketball, American basketball, where it's supposed to be, which is at the top. Welcome to Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team. This is the second part of a discussion that J.A. Adandi and I had with two notable hoops chroniclers, Jeff Van Gundy and Zach Lowe. We pick it up with J.A. talking about this season's crazy, compacted NBA schedule. I want to go back, Zach. You talked about how the league, or or just how crazy it's going to be this year with the turnaround from finishing the finals to basically going ahead right over to Tokyo for, for the Olympics. One of the reasons that they did go for the the schedule is the way it is this year is because they wanted to finish in time and, and they had to pack all these games in in time to do the Olympics. But we, we've seen the price that's being paid in all these injuries and um, you could argue diminished quality of, of play as well. 
And Zach, I'm wondering through reporting, I, I know these type of things come up. What this means long term for the future, and and are there any serious discussions about? shortening the number of games. Obviously, there would have to be huge financial concessions to do so. But is it starting to reach the point where the concerns about um, the physical toll being taken on bodies and improving the quality of the product would be worth it to make that financial sacrifice? I feel like that's been a semi-serious discussion for 10 years, but it never actually gets serious. Like I feel like we've had the same just like, oh, Adam Silver is like, you know, he's, op- he's open to it. You know, we're just good. Everything's on the table in the league office. And it's like, and then, uh, oh, the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. And so we just sort of keep running the boulder up the same hill and nothing is going to ever happen. I I, I, I still think, I, I think it's a discussion worth having. And, I, and I, I, there has to be some financial modeling that can show that scarcity would have some sort of power. Maybe you can increase ticket prices. Maybe viewership increases if there are fewer games. But this season, you know, everyone wants to, to connect the trend line of, you know, the compressed schedule to an increase in injuries. I mean, the league will tell you there is no increase in injuries, but you also see teams just holding guys out of games, you know, holding guys out of back-to-backs, trying to stop guys from playing four and five and, three, you know, three and four, whatever it is. So this season's been tough. And it just we've just – Donovan Mitchell just got hurt right before we came on this podcast. Thankfully, it doesn't seem to be more than an ankle sprain, maybe a severe ankle sprain, but – yeah, I think this discussion is is going to keep going. And I, if you put a gun to my head, I I think in twenty years or fifteen years the NBA is not going to be playing eighty two games. I just I just, but maybe I'm naive. I don't know. Well, for me, the answer is I don't care what the question is in pro sports. The answer is money. So, like, if they're asked, if the owners are asked, or the players are asked, or the league is asked to take one less dollar, it's not happening. And um, that's just how it is. It's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, um, and I, I agree with Zach, you like this schedule is insane this year. It's it. When you can't physically practice, you don't have any days. Um, the, the, they call protocols or whatever they call it, but the rules of testing, you, you land at 2 AM, you have to be back to test at 10, you know, you know, we were talking about sleep doctors, you know, three years ago. Now no one cares about sleep because of money. And so the whole the whole thing, it's been one miserable experience this year. It really has, all in the name of money. And the problem going forward is next year is going to be impacted too because it's going to be a shorter offseason. Like they're going to have to start at the right time. And only after next season are they going to be able to get back into a normal rhythm of draft summer league, September, you know, start in October and play a, a normal 82 game schedule. So um, I feel for these players, you know, and I, I am the biggest anti load management play every game you're healthy to play. But this year I completely understand why teams are doing what they're doing. Now, some players and teams overdo it and they just don't like playing. I've never seen more personal days ever taken in NBA. I don't know what's happening, but like there was never a personal day taken like in, in my time coaching in the NBA, like not like maybe it would be called personal day. If a guy missed for the birth of his child, 
But now, like we had guys who would go to the birth of their child on the same day and come back and play. Now that doesn't happen. So there's a lot more personal days too. And they're not, you know, you don't know what, what the personal issues are. Well, to the point of this podcast, can you imagine making the NBA finals like, all right, we won the championship. Yeah, uh, I got to get on a plane to Japan <laughs> right now because my, my international team needs it. I mean, it's going to be. And then I get back from the Olympics. It's like, oh, my God, training camp starts in three, three weeks. No, it will happen. Whoever wins the finals, if they decide to take people from that last round, will at most have 24 hours, I would say. Yeah, I, I think we can all agree that um... – it's, you know, Jeff alluded to it in the beginning that it's really different coaching national teams. Chuck Daly, let's face it, I love Chuck, Chuck the great late Chuck Daly, but coaching a dream team, a little bit of a vacation. It got harder. Mike Krzyzewski had to make, uh, make some changes. So I wonder, Jeff, uh, and both you and Zach can reflect on this, back when they were choosing a coach, and this was, maybe this wasn't interesting to anybody else, but a couple people mentioned right away that it was more natural to get a college coach to coach that team. And back then it was either going to be Krzyzewski or Pop. We're talking about 2005, this is. That it was more natural to get a college coach because the pro coach would bring too much uh, recrimination. Hey, something happened invariably he called one of the guys that's going to be playing a punk or something a happened between their... A, a con man is the word to use Jeff's words? <laughs> yeah, con man, yeah. So I found that interesting because it was the exact opposite when it first started this idea of pros and international play, which was, oh my God, they're not going to listen to a college guy. So bringing it to pop, it could have just been specific to pop because he's such, let's just say, a strong personality. But it was a little bit counterintuitive to many people when Mike Krzyzewski got picked over uh, Greg Popovich. So any thoughts on that, uh, Zach or, or Jeff? Well, I would say that um, you couldn't go wrong. I, I always say when you get into these debates of who do you want, uh, who would you start a team with, like I, I'll, you can go first, I'll go second, I'll be fine with whoever else it is. It's the same with that coaching uh, decision. I think – you know, think about the greatness of Mike Krzyzewski that Jerry Colangelo would even consider a college coach to do that. And then think about the greatness of Greg Popovich to be bypassed for that long um, for a national team honor to coach the team, uh, be such a great representative of the NBA through winning and his comportment and his, you know, all, all the things he brings and to still be honored and humbled to assume that role uh, when Mike Krzyzewski, you know, stepped down. So, you know, what, what it, it shows me is that since let's start with the, from the dream team, you know, Chuck Daly, I mean, we've had these incredible coaches. I think the one that gets overlooked as much as any is Rudy Tomjanovich and, and the, and the job he did in the world cup when he had no NBA players and then, the Olympics. I mean, we have just been blessed with amazing, amazing national team coaches. The interesting thing about pop, the pop is, um, you know, obviously there's going to be NBA players on team USA, 
But the more NBA coaches there are on the staff and the more NBA trainers there are on the staff and health people, you said, and this is very relevant for the Redeem team from at least the player side, you start to hear the grumbling from other people around the NBA who aren't there being like, well, are they, are those guys getting a competitive advantage? Like they're getting to know the star players are getting cushy with the best player. That guy's going to be a free agent in two years. Is this going to matter? And people start connecting dots, even if the dots aren't really there, they're just kind of hazy little spots, but you know, it's a, the, the, the sort of mythology of the Redeem team leading to the Heatles, I think the, the Heat players will tell you that's been a little overblown, but it's never going to go away. Hey, look, if I somehow end up in the NBA and I'm in Japan this year, you can bet my ass is going to be, well, I don't know what your word is, cozying up to all the star players. Like, <laughs> you're going to take advantage of every advantage that you have in competition, every legal advantage. And – you know, people said the same thing about Mike Krzyzewski. Did he have a uh, uh, an innate recruiting advantage because he coached these national teams? Well, maybe he did, but I don't begrudge that. You're going to take advantage of anything you have. So, And you're going to take Mason Plumley on Team USA every damn time, no matter what. Hey, you're going to do what you got to do. And, and guess what? If, if Curry's on the national team and he was – I don't know. Is he a free agent coming up? Not that potentially after next season, but he's, uh, he's extension eligible. Now. Okay. Guess what? If James Borrego was on the staff, cause he was, you know, pops assistant at one time, he's going to be sucking up to Steph Curry, like no get out. That's just how it works. Come home, come back yeah. to Charlotte, your hometown. We've already done everything in the Bay area. Come on, man. Yeah. Jeff, you were with Pat Riley staff in the nineties when he certainly would have been under consideration for a team USA. Why, why did, Pat Riley, he's one of the great coaches that did not coach the men's national team. Do you know why that did or why that did not happen? I mean, they had Chuck Daly, so, you know, um, and I think if, if I'm just guessing here, but I would think um, back then um, wasn't the commissioner pretty much in charge of picking who the coach yeah, was? Yeah, it was, it was Stern, and I, I guess – yeah, Rod Thorne. We had a little bit of like uh, some animosity going on back then. Uh, I think that would be one. And I think second, they might worry that, which I think was unfounded, that he he would work the players too hard. You know, he wouldn't be out golfing with them. Um, you know, so, uh, but I think it was probably, you know, they, they had other great options, obviously. Chuck Daly, man, what a great coach. Yeah, still one of the great lines ever is, his job as a coach is to coach uh, is to land the plane through turbulence. You know, that's his job. And like, like he was great, but I think the animosity was real. You, you forget Rod Thorne used to work out in our weight room at the Knicks. Like, think about this, the head of discipline used to, cause he lived right next to our, very close to our practice facility back then. He had a key to our work, you know, like, you know, these weren't like a, spacious or spectacular workout rooms either. This was like, you know, early nineties. He used to work out there. And then when Riley came in, uh, that was closed off. Right. So no more team Nick, we're all in it together. We weren't in it together. And so there was some, you know, there was a little bit of, uh, let's just say, uh, animosity, um, that continued on through that next decade. Um, so it, it was real. And, and, you know, I know they think they were objective, but, you know, in some cases we thought 
they maybe lacked objectivity. Well, that was the brilliance of Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly got the job, even though he coached the most hated team, <laughs> the most hated team of that era. And only Chuck could have waded his way through that uh, maelstrom of hatred toward, you know, Isaiah and Ricky Mahorn and, and Lambeer and those guys. It's one of the great Machiavellian, if we can put it on that, one of the great feats, political feats of, uh, of all time. And then skirt the issue of Isaiah not being on the team also. But this is completely old news. Go ahead, Jay. You were going to say something. Oh, Jack, I was just going to say that, that those hard feelings followed Pat Riley down to Miami in the, the infamous Juwan Howard case when they signed Juwan Howard and then the, the league voided that free agent contract because they said that they had underestimated the, the amount of salary cap space they had. And then Pat Riley on a conference call came up with the all-time classic line. He says, the only thing we underestimated was the extent of the league's animus towards us. I'll never forget that one. We're going to take a break for a minute and we'll be right back with Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem team. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. We'll, we'll close on this note, a little bit more serious note, as we head toward and look forward to, to the Tokyo Games. And we, we've seen social justice and speaking out on, on, on the racial issues in our country interwoven with the NBA for the bubble, certainly throughout the bubble with Black Lives Matter on the court, throughout the current season. And it, it's interesting to think that there could be the potential for something if you, Team USA win, were to win. Would there be some type of statement made during, during the playing of the national anthem, for example? Um, and it, it's, it's a very delicate road. And Jeff, again, given your experience with Team USA, coaching internationally, and the time you spent around the NBA... And I'm wondering if also you could speak to your brother has been very outspoken, Stan Van Gundy, on these issues, currently the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. 
how do you think that would be navigated? We, we've seen the outspokenness of these players. We've seen how much it matters to them. And what do you think would, how would that play out given the international environment that you're familiar with from coaching Team USA as well? Yeah, first of all, I think uh, I'm so proud of Stan and those other coaches, uh, Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, many others, right? They were way before that this, this wasn't a Johnny come lately this year. This has been ongoing. Um, and so um, people can have their own opinions. Uh, you know, you read the, the Twitter. I'm not a Twitter guy, but like Stan has some supporters. Some people come at him hard, but I love that he's unafraid of taking a stand. Uh, same with the other coaches. I do think with the national team, it's a little different. Um, I, I think I'd be surprised if, any coach or player um, refrain from speaking about the issues that um, they believed in strongly. But if they took some stand um, at the Olympic games, um, I, I would be surprised um, because I think, you know, when you're playing for your team, um, I think it's, it's just different. I, so not that they don't have the right, not that USA basketball would ask them not to do something. I don't think they would, they would do that, but I, I would be surprised if the focus is off is on other things other than the Olympic games and this spirit of the Olympics. But I'm very proud that our players and our coaches, and more importantly, many of our owners are encouraging um the expressions of uh, or the freedom of expression uh, to take stands and to even take criticism from uh, others. You know, like I, I, I really am impressed with the owners uh, now. And um, I think there's a lot of conservative owners that are still allowing, you know, this freedom of expression. So like I said, uh, the bubble was great. I was even more proud of the people that came before that and led the fight um, even before the bubble. So, yeah, it's, it's been good. And I'll be, I'll be interested to see what happens with the national team. But I think the focus there uh, will be just on the Olympics and the Olympic spirit and the competition. Zach, where do you think the owners are at? You now, Jeff, Jeff brought that up. And, and we, we have seen you know, who they've donated to politically and, and uh, they might not be outspoken, but follow the money and, and you can see where, where their beliefs lie. Um, and yet there's this, you know, the players are tugging them in a different direction. And so where do you think the, the ownership and the power structure of the league stands on these matters to, now? To me, that's, that's going to be the most interesting moment if it ever happens is when a player who plays for a team whose governor is publicly on the other political side um, happened in the WNBA, WNBA for sure, you know, in Atlanta. <laughs> well, well, it, 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 on the, that's right. I mean, they ran her out. It's already, she's no, she's not there anymore. Will that, will, will something like the Kelly Loeffler thing ever happen in the NBA? I guess it happened with Donald Sterling, but that was a whole, I mean, Donald Sterling brought that upon himself and, and it reached the point of such disgustingness that it was sort of unavoidable. But I, I agree with everything, Jeff. As far as where the owners are, I think they're just sort of, you know, even even if I'm sure there are still some governors who would prefer that the players keep 
politics. I mean, it's not even politics. It's basic human rights and decency, but call it whatever you want. Would, 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 would prefer the players just focus on basketball and sports, but also know on a pragmatic level, it's a losing battle for them to try to keep the players to focus just on sports and basketball that they'll end up looking so bad anyway. But there are some, I think, who are, you know, hey, it's it's their right. I might disagree with it, but we're built on freedom of expression of ideas. And then there are a lot who are fully supportive of everything that the players are talking about. Yeah, and I think, Zach, the one thing I'll be interested in, you, you said, um, you know, does it ever come to pushing a, a, a governor out or an owner out? I, I forget what the politically correct term is right now, but... Um, I think what I'm interested in, does it ever become the deciding factor in a free agency? Like, um, you know, I have owner A and owner B and I say, you know, I picked owner A, even though he was offering less money because I couldn't go, I couldn't do this because like you said, Jay, I followed the money. He may not be outspoken, but it goes so counter to my beliefs that I just can't do it. I, I am, I'm very interested to see if that ever comes about or if it just continues to be all about legacy and money. To me, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to come to, to that or to forcing an owner out. I didn't even mean to imply that. I just meant that like, if you played, I mean, just name a team. You played for the Orlando Magic. You could start a dialogue anytime you wanted about the DeVos family and what they stand for. I mean, any, any, at any game you wanted, you could just, you could start that dialogue. I mean, it's just sitting there waiting to happen. Uh, and, and again, Jeff, I, I mean, we even saw, there were all these, I, what, what the situation you talked about will, will, I think we'll hear rumblings of that at some point for sure. We're going to take a break for a minute and we'll be right back with Kobe, LeBron and the Redeem team. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I just got to ask all three of you one more question because this morning uh, I invariably get one of my friends. You know, I watched the Portland-Denver game last night. They shot 92 threes. They made 17 of them. Why the hell am I watching? So the the effect of the, the Curry effect, I guess I'm just asking in general the state of the game because everybody always asks me because I go back to, I mean, people were thinking I was watching Dolph Shays hit the overhead set shot. Actually, I did see some of that, by the way. But I just, yeah, you know, I, I used to see the Syracuse Nats in a doubleheader at the uh, at convention hall. Nevertheless, uh, I watched the skit. The I keep saying the skill level of the players today is a joke. It is so high, but it doesn't always translate to something that traditional fans want to see, which is you know, the the game. So just briefly, if you can, all three of you, the state of the game as you as you see it now and why it's still a great game, just to weight the argument one way or the other. Zach? I think the game is is really fun. Um I think the idea that NBA teams don't play defense is absolutely ridiculous. Playing defense in the NBA is really, really hard right now with how how much ground you have to cover, let alone all the rule changes and emphases that Jeff talked about before that are meant to benefit perimeter offensive players and all that. I do think we are approaching a saturation point or may already be there where for some fans and maybe not for younger fans, maybe we're all of us here are too old to really feel how a 22 year old processes the league, but where there are, the game is too much just about who made more threes. Who was hot that night? You know, but you look at every box score, 17 of whatever from three, nine of whatever. No, the 17 team won. That's it. That's the whole game. And, you know, we could go off on a million tangents about And people have proposed lots of different solutions or ways you could tweak the rules to make sure that the game isn't all about threes, but three is just fundamentally so much more than two that I, I don't see an end in sight for teams evolving in that direction. And yeah, it presents challenges for defenses and it's interesting to see how they respond to it, but it's every game. Now a three on one is ending in a pull up three instead of a dunk. And, and there are no, there are three guys in the league who can post up with any sort of efficiency that, that Trump's just driving and kicking to like pick a random average three point shooter, this Solomon Hill shooting an above the break three is a better option than like LaMarcus Aldridge doing anything. God bless him on the left elbow or something. But that, that saturation point has probably already been breached. And, and I don't think we're going, I don't think it's, it's the reversing of that trend is happening without some engineering of the rules by the NBA. Mark Jackson always says styles make fights, differing styles. And Daryl Morey said the other day um, that the GM of the 76ers, 
um, you need to look at a system where there's only one way to win. And that's, you know, shooting threes. And I think he, he nailed it. Um, I find the proliferation of the three, like you said, Jack, I think the skill is off the charts. The, like just average players, what they can do with the ball, the range they can shoot with, you know, you could make it a four point shot. I mean, they, it's amazing. And yet I don't find the three point shot um, as exciting as plays at the rim. So going to Zach's, you know, three on one, three on two, I, I love like when a guy challenges another guy at the rim and you don't see that as much because they get in there and they, they spray it out sometimes taking what is an outstanding shot and, and making it into just a very good shot. Um, you know, because the layup and the free throw are still, you know, the best shots. But um, so I, I'm, I'm concerned with it. I, I don't find it at times. Like I think you're, you're watching the same game, no matter what the opponents are. And it just, it takes away some of, you know, the variety of play that I always found um, intriguing. And I agree with Zach that it's going to be up, to the rules and engineering it such that to, if you want to bring a little bit more balance and a little bit different styles to the game. Yeah, I agree. The aesthetics of it, I'm, I'm not a fan of, but I'm a fan of the health of basketball because of the great talents and the array of talents, much more so than in any of the previous four decades that I've been watching it. And, uh, Part of that is the legacy of the Dream Team and all the international talent that it created and the interest in basketball around the world that that team created. And I love the fact that there's a Giannis and a Luka and a Nikola Jokic. And so I love the state of the NBA from that regard. And it's a very good, healthy place, I think, in that state. Keeping those players healthy is the key. Going back to our discussion about the schedule and what could be done about protecting player health and mental health as well. Um, you just wonder, though, if, if – and I think it will happen – coach like I think we'll have a player that that makes it zag right we, we had Steph Curry come along if and when another Shaquille O'Neal comes along maybe it does tilt back to running the offense through the low post and a powerful inside player there just hasn't been another thing like Shaq and there aren't a lot of Shaqs out there but there was a Will Chamberlain and you could argue Shaq was his descendant and maybe someone will descend from Shaq, although his literally descendant is funny I, I saw his, his son played for my high school where I went to high school and he didn't go inside the paint at all. So even Shaq's own offspring <laughs> played the modern game of a perimeter game. But I, I think someone will come along to shift it. But until then, I, I do think the talent throughout the league keeps it in a pretty good place. Well, we could have gone on forever, and J.A. and I can't thank Jeff Van Gundy and Zach Lowe enough for their opinions, observations, and inside knowledge, not to mention their endurance and hanging with us for well over an hour. Part one of this discussion is available, as is the entire season of Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem team. J.A. Adodney and I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed recording it. I'm Jack McCallum. I'm J.A. Adodney. And thanks again for listening. The Dream Team Tapes Season 2, Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team is a production of Diversion Podcasts 
in association with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This season is written and hosted by me, Jack McCallum, and J.A. Adande. Executive producer Scott Waxman and Mark Francis for Diversion Podcast and Sean Titone for iHeartRadio. Our editorial director is John Tuttle, supervising producer Brian Murphy, legal producer Freddie Overstegen, editing, mixing, and sound design by Mark Francis. Verna Fields is our technical producer, and our director of marketing and business development is Jacob Bronstein. Podcasts. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.